everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jessica. And we're here to talk about book five, Shadow book Fever. Five. Yep. The um, originally intended conclusion of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we even start, I, I wondered, and I didn't bother to look it up, uh, but I wondered, did she... Did she decide she was going to write more after this was published? Or was that something that she had already decided before? I believe it was after, um, but I am not 100% sure on that. Because I do remember the, like, oh my gosh, the Fever series is continuing. And I want to say it was after this was already published and had wrapped up. Okay. Because I was going to say, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, this feels like a conclusion of sorts. I mean, you get yeah. answers to a lot of questions. Um, certainly not everything is is wrapped up in a bow. There are some larger unanswered questions, I think, you yeah. know, with Danny. Um, yeah, Christian. Christian, yeah. So, so that's why I was curious, because certainly there are places for her to go from this book, but... I'll bet she at least had in mind that she wanted to do like a spinoff series. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think Mac and Baron's story was sort of wrapped up as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. You finally get the like, the ending for Mac and Baron's that you've been waiting for, you know, I suppose. <laughs> but then it keeps going and I don't know if that was a mistake but we'll talk about that more as we move forward yeah for sure um so yeah I mean I think you know let's let's dive in to the beginning of the book uh yeah. you know we left Mac in in quite a cliffhanger at the end of the last book um she she with the help of Ryan has killed her beast that was protecting her and the beast starts to recede and she sees them the beast becoming a man and oh god it's you know she feels like she's she thought she lost everything before but now she realizes she had so much more to lose um so we come into this book and and our you know worst fears have been confirmed it's the beast has become baron's and he is dead um yeah, I, I she gets all freaky too. She tries to like give him blood and I don't know, do whatever she stuff unsealing stuff into it. His like yeah. wounds. Yeah, it's like she's like frantic. Like she's definitely um, not okay with this being Baron's. Yeah, I mean, I think even more so than than her sister's death in, right? in a and lot of ways. What totally stood out to me, I just like okay, this whole like whole series is based off of this like your trying to find revenge for your sister what happened to your sister and now you're just like oh actually you know that was just kind of like a little bump in the road but for barons i'm gonna like tear the world anew and start it again so that baron still exists because i don't want a world where he doesn't exist like she really reacted strongly to someone that like she apparently has never liked i'm just like "Mm, a little weird yeah i i felt the same way i mean she had been given the option by Derek, the Lord Master, previously to have her sister back if she would work with yeah. him to find the book. And that was not even 
not going to happen. You know, it wasn't something she was even considering. Um, But boy, she got there, you know, super fast after she thought Barons had died. Yeah. She teamed right up with him. um, And like you said, was going to just destroy the world and and make it again. And not only have Barons back, but have her sister back too and fix things for Danny and a host of other uh, wrongs that she was going to correct. Yeah. Um, no, so that, that was going to ally with Derek to get what she needs. Oh, we call him Derek now. We don't call him Lord Master anymore because she's decided because this has happened, she's now this total badass and she's you know, more on equal footing with yeah, him. Or... She's got it all figured out. So she's going to use Derek, her sister's ex lover, to figure out how to get the, the she saw do and then bring Barons back and, you know, make the world whole again, which. Kind of a stretch. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was. I don't know. I I felt like they had Derek buying into it pretty quickly too. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like he would have been a lot more suspicious, um, especially when she. Well, I mean, she did kill Barons, but you know, she yeah. kind of makes the claim that she Barons was Barons when she killed him. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that part of the book. That one was maybe a little bit of a stretch for me. And like he does voice suspicions, but he's still like into it. He's still like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go for it. So I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know about the whole because they make a big point of of Mac coming to the conclusion of the realizing that he really did love her sister and that, you know, for better or worse, I think she's starting to be able through her feelings for Barons to realize that these kinds of relationships are, are more complex than she may have been viewing them earlier on in the series. Um, and now she kind of maybe understands how they could have shared a love, even though his goals were not right you know, virtuous or whatever with regard to why he wanted the book. And um, why does he want the book though? That's the other thing. Like he wants the book to release all the unseely and make over, take over the world and rule the world. And he wanted Nicolina, his queen. Right. I mean, isn't this, this, the, I, is this the book where we learn that he used to be Seely, or did we learn that in the last? We book? learned that last time. Okay, yeah. we, we've known so, that. Yeah, so this is his big kind of. Well, he wants to kill the queen as part yeah. of that. He but thinks that like him releasing all of the Unseely is going to be his kind of way to do that because all, they're going to thank him for being able to get out of the prison and yeah. align with him and and kill her and kind of take over the Seelie. So it's, it's just unseely. Yeah. Um, and I guess probably whatever member of the Seelie wants to get on board with, with that new world too. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, he's been wronged by the Seelie court. And so now he just kind of wants to burn it all down. Um, and how the book's going to help. Well, well, he also thinks, because this is the book where we learn that even though the Seely race, or whatever you want to call them, is a matriarchal race, yeah, they do have this, 
like unwritten rule that if there's no one powerful enough in the female line and the queen dies, then all of that power is going to default to just the most powerful person. And so I think part of his getting the book is trying to angle himself into that position. So if the queen dies, that he'll be in charge of, of both races. The Seely and the Unseely. It's a great assumption, though, that he's just like, I'm definitely the most powerful. It will definitely go to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then also, like, not to jump ahead, but I'm going to jump ahead. None of it even matters because he's just going to (laughs) die. Right? Though I was going to go there next, even though it is jumping ahead, because that was so anticlimactic. Right? Like, you've spent four books now establishing that this is your your big bad, right? Villain. This is kind yeah. of like, yeah, this is your villain. And then you just take them out and, like, not even, like, it was like a surprise. Like, she's standing there and then they're kissing and then his head is gone. Which I realize that's really um, confusing. <laughs> I just did that big old jump. But, yeah, like, it's not even, he's just gone. That was it. Yeah. His character's over. Yeah. I was, I mean, you know, for shock value, it shocked me reading it. It was, I was not expecting that. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, and then that book, that part of the book too, I feel like that's where everything picks up because that's where, you know, somebody got that scene afterwards. So hot. So hot. Yeah. (laughs) So, but we were just so far ahead, but yeah, obviously, obviously, Parents isn't dead. No, like, I had thought for a small second that he Look, could buy food. No, yeah, not really. I mean, I was like, I don't know how this is work gonna work, but clearly there's something going on. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of an interesting part in the book too. When you when you come to learn that he is not dead, is because you're actually getting a couple paragraphs from Baron's perspective. Yeah. And that's that you never have that again, I don't think. And I don't know, like, if I liked that. Like, I think I almost rather would have had it be they're reunited when he's whisking her away after, you know, the book's taken over Hunter and chomped off Derek's head. Yeah, I mean, what if, like, she... Because she could have had a couple of, wait, did I see that? You know, there could have been other ways to kind of plant the seed that he's back before he makes a grand entrance but yeah that was like kind of jarring just because you've never you know you've had the the danny dailies and a couple of kind of from danny's perspective parts in the in the books but that's like kind of came out of nowhere really did i'm always laughing because i feel like you mentioned the danny dailies i feel like those are put in there to break up like max moping Mm. <laughs> like going on and on like oh i was wrong i didn't know better i you know parents how could he be gone blah 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 i'm so broken and then danny pops in like hey guys i killed a hunter woo 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 i made storm bombs <laughs> and then it goes right back to like i'm so sad you know blah 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 but now i'm a bee now i'm gonna like raise the world and blah blah you know and then back to danny like <laughs> so it's just it's very interesting um pacing <laughs> yeah, well, and, and another thing she does in this book that I don't think she's done in the prior books is you get those conversations with the Shisa do. Yeah, and well, this book opens with the Shisa do, which I think is interesting. Like, 
And I, I don't necessarily, did you like the voice? No, I didn't like them. I was wondering how I would feel about them again in the reread because, you know, when I, when I was reading it the first time, obviously you're like trying to power through like, okay, okay, okay. But like, what what happened to Baron's? When's he coming back? Yeah. Um, But I, there's, there's definitely other things where I find myself enjoying them more in the second and, and third read because you know, and you've talked about this before, kind of the first read through, you're, you're reading really fast or trying to skip to all the parts where you get Mac and, and Barons together and the rest of this yep. kind of filler. So when I'm, when I'm going back through for another read, there are a lot of parts of the books where I'm enjoying more. Or I'm saying, oh, I see what you did there that I didn't notice the first yeah. time. Um, but no, I, I still am kind of like skimming over those. I don't, I don't know why yeah. they're there. I, I don't understand why she put them there. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's trying to make some type of parallel between the voice of the She Saw Do and Mac when Mac's going off on her, like, in her head chunk. Because there are certain times where they kind of sound similar. And I don't know if that's, you know, foreshadowing, which I just gave away a big thing as well. But whatever, people that are listening to this have read this book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just like a way to kind of give the book like a, what's the words, like sentience? Is that a yeah. word? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a big, well, and that's like what we learn is kind of the book's main goal is to be sentient. I can't say it. Sent- sentient. <laughs> sentient. Okay. Sentient. That, um, <laughs> that's really the book's goal. Like, you know, to not be just a book hanging out. I mean, it's still being someone, well, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, okay, so, you know, typically he kind of, I don't know why the book's a he. The book has become a he, but it's... I would, yeah, I, I don't, don't think it so has too. a gender. Um, <laughs> the book <laughs> takes over other humans and kind of, you know, makes them do, well, not even just humans, but makes them do what, what the book will. Um, and so, like, isn't, like, you already have a body in that sense, but maybe those bodies couldn't... Well, work. my thought was that it was, wasn't whole, like the part of it is okay. is the book and then the other part of it is inside Mac. And so in order for it to be able to kind of achieve its true full purpose, it would those two halves would need to come back together. So I I, I felt like it like needed something specifically from Mac. But yeah, you're right. That's that leaves kind of a a little question mark about Yeah. Well, I think that maybe the, now that I'm saying, I'm like, well, maybe there was something about like, there like hosts couldn't survive the Shinsadu and that was the problem. Maybe yeah. I'm making that up. No, that's know. true. They yeah. killed themselves. So Mac might be the ultimate host. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only person that at least Mac is aware of that it left alive was Fiona. Yeah. And that's, I think, when, because the book starts playing with Mac a lot, like teasing her, and they say tasting her. Um, <laughs> so I think that was part of that, like the book playing with Mac by leaving Fiona around. Yeah, but that's true. Poor Fiona, man. Fiona is not doing well. She's I like warning away and asking for mercy. And what, she's been like, she's skinless, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know I did feel really bad for her in this read because it's like did she have did she have to see Barons again? <laughs> it's 
like humiliating, you know, not only right. does she have to like come to, to terms with the fact that he never loved her and obviously he loves Mac, even though Mac can't see that at that point. Um, and then, you know, on top of all of that, she has to like hang out with them while they walk her right. to her death. Um, which, yeah, that's kind of whatever. We're all over the board in our discussions, and I don't really care. It's just, you know, stream of consciousness over <laughs> yeah, here. I'm just going to talk about what pops into my We completely head. skipped over. I mean, this doesn't have to be in order. No. Um, but the White Mansion, like, honestly, yes. we're in the world of Faye. We don't have to be linear. That is what we learn in this book. Things that's aren't true. linear. <laughs> yeah, good point. But yeah, I was going to go back to that. So yeah, the White Mansion. I mean, that's that's yeah. huge. That's a huge discovery in this book. Um, you know, uh, Derek takes her to it. That's how they get back to Dublin oh, from Faye after Baron's death. And she has a big passage about how she feels like it's familiar and she's been there before and she's seeing all of these kind of traces of memories of the concubine um and you know through the mansion we also learn about the mirror in the unseelie king's boudoir and i like how they call it this boudoir, boudoir. <laughs> it's very sexy <laughs> um i want a man with a boudoir <laughs> i don't i feel like there's frilly shirts involved in that kind of scenario no, that's Malushi. He's he's got yeah. the frilly shirts. He he, I feel like he would call it a boudoir. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have basically I thought that was actually really cool. I liked the I liked the White Mansion. I liked how it was described. I like this idea that there's like different wings and the floors are different colors and like they change and that's how you kind of know where you're at and that's how you navigate it. I thought it was neat but it like was. Derek it makes it very clear like stay away from the black floors like that's the unseely king's wing quarters with that yeah and so of course in mac fashion just starts running right for the black floor <laughs> so i'm just like well she's kind of like possessed right the she's story, yeah the she's and, yeah. become the concubine in her mind through these memories and she's getting it confused with barons and her feelings about him and her passion for him and it's all kind of getting muddled as things do in Faye. Um, so, you know, it's I don't think it's like a choice that she makes. It just sort of overtakes her. Um, but yeah, and that's where we learn about the mirror and that she was about to go through that mirror and Derek stops her and, and we learn only, you know, two people can go through that mirror, the unseelie king and the concubine and it's instant death for everybody else. And that becomes really important in the rest of the series because um, Mac goes through the mirror. And so that's like, a, oh, holy shit. Yeah. I'm the concubine. Right. And, um, and that's how she also helps Fiona die. Because yeah. Fiona goes to her wanting death and thinking, oh, she can stab me with the spear and I'll die. And and Max says, oh, you don't want to die like that, you, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she has this idea. Oh, I, you know, I, ha I think I have an idea. I, I kind of wanted to test this out anyways, because she's like, maybe. <laughs> fucked up. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. And dying. Hey, let's do a little experiment that I've been wanting to do and see if it kills you. Okay like <laughs> barons 
she <laughs> she's becoming barons and she actually oh, yeah. makes a point of that in oh, the book awkward, she's yeah. like starting to appreciate his logic in you know telling half truths because of the way people ask questions and yeah um yeah uh pragmatic being pragmatic so yeah you know let's see if this works it'll either kill you instantly which bully for you that's what you want or it'll prove to me that other people can go through the mirror and and they're wrong and i'm not the concubine um so oh no because at that point she thinks she's the king she doesn't think she's the king till later okay i don't remember when it happens because I thought Christian, okay, well, anyway, whatever, we'll get, we'll get to that. So, I mean, shit, why don't we get to it right now? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do what we want, so, like. Yeah, so she goes through the mirror. Does she um, go through the mirror before Fiona tries to push her through the mirror? That's what, I can't remember. Oh, no, you're right, and you're Fiona right. Fiona pushes her through the yeah, mirror. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't, and No, because she fine. already had gone through the mirror then you had to at some point well i know if because christian's she, still in there then she already went through the mirror because she finds christian yeah but that's when she also discovers makes the other huge discovery which yeah. is like oh and that's the other thing when she goes through the white mansion she's seeing images of the concubine and she's realizing like this is my dream and we we heard about that in other books where she has this dream of this place and this lady who's sad and she wakes up and she's so cold. cold. Um, so yeah. So she's in the white mansion and she's realizing, Oh, like this is the lady from my dream. Like, why have I been having dreams about this? Oh, I must be the concubine. And I'm like dreaming of my Which was faulty logic life. from the get go. Cause when you're dreaming, you don't usually see yourself in your dream. You're just yes. you're seeing the world around you. Cause the dream is from your head, like your perspective. Right. So, like, right away, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, something is weird here. Yeah, I agree. And, and then, then I... Help. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think she brings this up, but I, what I had thought was that she was their child. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask. I was, like, so, thinking, like, did you think at some point she was the concubine? And if you did think that, like, how did you feel about that? Because, like, I, I didn't want her to be the concubine. I thought that was... No, thing. because then she would belong she's, to the king. Yeah, and she's supposed to be with barons. Like, yeah, she's gotta be with barons. and I never thought he was the king. But I did actually I did suspect that. that the dreamy-eyed guy was. Oh. I didn't... Not I didn't. from the start, because at first there didn't seem to be anything strange. But as soon as you got that scene with him where he's the bartender in Chester's... Mm-hmm speaking in riddles and makes no yes, sense and he's look looking weird in the mirror then i started to suspect <laughs> that he was yeah. the king or part of the king so they make a big deal about him being so large that he can't encompass one body so if he did have to like hide in mortals he would have to be in like seven or eight different people <laughs> right um but yeah no i i i did think that she was the concubine for a minute and I didn't like that. And no. then I thought, she oh, maybe doesn't she's even. the kid. She even says, like, it's like she's struggling with the, fa- the thought that, like, she'd be the concubine because she now knows she's got the hots for barons. Like, she wants barons. Like, well, yeah, and she tried to bring him through the mirror with her and, and he died. Again. And- <laughs> okay, I told you that. I'm like, I don't like this book. It's like, once you know barons can come back, he just keeps dying. I'm like, would yeah. you stop killing off barons? Like, <laughs> it's the whole reason I'm reading this book. 
Yeah, he's definitely MIA for a large part well, of this book. He dies, and then they fight, and they don't want to admit how they feel about each other, and then he dies, and like it's just right. He like gets how- killed in, uh, by Fade, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chester's because do, and he shoots everybody. Which I don't know. I kind of like that scene. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was interesting. Maybe because there's like some action, and you're getting a little more um, about the eight. Like the eight are always going to be like that mystery that you want to know a little more about. Mm-hmm. Or the nine, eight, uh, nine. It wow. is eight, isn't it? I should know this. <laughs> I think it's eight. No, it is nine. It's nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of them don't do much. No, though Castio, who never speaks because they like they killed his love and he stopped speaking yeah. for a thousand years, which is that interesting. makes a that makes a a an impression in this book because yeah. you learn why Barons wasn't telling Mac uh, anything that she asked because he couldn't because he her. would be putting her at risk with his you know brothers or whatever yeah um yeah and so and then you do learn that like as, when you learn that barons can come back um which that might be one of the reasons why she does it from his perspective because you learn that like he's been doing this for a really long time he always goes to this one place and it takes him a while to get back um so but he still could have told it a different way but anyways you learn that like all of them kind of go to this same place where they reincarnate or they don't even reincarnate they just you know, they're the same people, so they just come back. But they have to keep that a secret. Otherwise, you know, people can catch on and torture and kill them. Well, yeah, I mean, that's another them. huge thing that we learn in this book. This is a huge one, right? Yeah. Um, we learn that Barons has a... Well, we already knew he had a son. There, because there was we had a vision his life. <laughs> where Mac goes, you know, goes into his mind and, and gets to experience him, his son dying. And what that kind of meant for for barons, um, but we learn in this book that he his his son is the same as as he is. He's a beast, or you know they don't yeah. they don't ever give him a name. No, I wonder if they do. I'm actually really um, I'm so curious to read the last book because I have so many. Um, so many wishes for it, you know, I'm hoping that we do get to learn more about the nine. Yeah. Um, I feel like at some point in one of the times when she's in his head, he like alludes to like some like goddess figure or some like woman, woman that means everything to them and is like shining or something. <laughs> I like vaguely remember this. So I don't huh. know if that's part of like the source. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll be interested to, to kind of, I haven't even read the like book jacket. <laughs> it's like a weird I read way to the first chapter of the book. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I didn't even read like the synopsis <laughs> for it. Um, I'm leaving it a total mystery till I get there. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, you know, there's obviously like a lot of stuff that happens that we haven't covered yet. We yeah. haven't even talked about like the fact that like the whole scene when Barons she realizes Barons is back, like. It's a good yeah. scene. It's a great scene. I mean, it's yeah. like super heartbreaking because mm-hmm. she doesn't believe it at first because she no. it, she was just with the she sadu. Well, and we also we we meet. I don't know how to say his name. I didn't I didn't look in the glossary. I'm sure it has the pronunciation, but Kruk 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 
Kruk. Or is it just, is the K silent? Is Ruck. it Vruk? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I like him. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's a hunter and he's happy to fly. Yeah. <laughs> he's all, he's happy to there? see Mac. And that weirds her out. Yeah, like, oh, look, it's you. And she's like, why why do you recognize me? Uh, But anyways, that's who kills Derek. Yeah, because, which I thought that was weird too. Like, the hunters are supposed to be pretty badass, but then to think that, like, the Shisa do can still just grab a hunter and make it its bitch. Like, that was kind of surprising. I feel like, they they, you know, we speak a lot about how, like, like, the hunters are super old you know like they're they're not just fey there's something other there's something ancient like and so the fact that the she said you could still kind of just be like hey i'm gonna take over and have you bite off derek's head i don't know if i'm saying that dura i feel like it should be more like oh, I should, I it's not derek. Derek. like derek's a guy you went to high school with it's not that <laughs> kind of world <laughs> like, it's like i don't know anyways <laughs> yeah that's true he does have a pretty a uh, blase name in yeah. comparison to the, some of the other Seely, right? Um, but yeah, so that so so yeah, so that happens, and then Max like, oh shit, his head's gone. There's blood. What's There's happening? blood, and then all of a sudden she's being whisked away, um, and taken to the bookstore, and she doesn't want to go to the bookstore because she doesn't want to face those those memories and and have to deal with with the bookstore kind of existing when barons doesn't anymore um and she thinks oh this is a different beast because <laughs> he looks different right he's a different color at this point or something no she just assumes like it can't be him like right because um the unseelie princes like they burnt him and they took the ashes to different realms of fairy like so she's just like there's no way that he survived. Like, this isn't Baron's. He's dead. So, yeah, she thinks that maybe it's another beast that's protecting her. Yeah. So, you know, then he becomes Baron's, and she doesn't believe it. She thinks the book's playing tricks on her, and and he's super pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed, which I'm just... <laughs> Why is that hot? Why is it hot that he's pissed at her? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really, like... And she tries to say, you know, this is exactly what barons would do. Like, you're not barons. You're giving me shit for this. But this is exactly what barons would do. I was being strategic. I was using, like, the resources that I had. And I made a plan. And I don't need you giving me shit for this. Like, this was a solid plan that I had. Um, And, yeah, he's just livid that she would, first of all, kill him. Yeah. (laughs) And he's mad at Ryden because Ryden was supposed to kill him and he didn't yeah. fucking do a good job. Ryan, Ryan <laughs> he messed up. The plan. <laughs> um, and then, you know, she had the audacity to, to stab him even though he was protecting her. And then, you know, rubs salt in the wound, goes and hooks up with Derek right, away, right after. Yeah. And he sees that. He sees them, like, smooching in an alley or something. And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, and he even says, like, he's convinced that she fucked him and is like, you know, you don't kiss somebody like that, that you're not fucking. Like, there's nothing that you can say that's going to convince me otherwise. Um, So, yeah. Once again, you're kind of seeing Baron's, like, lose it. Like, he's not being as controlled as he typically would be. Oh, yeah. This whole book, I would say. 
Like oh, this yeah. whole book, you're really seeing Baron's like trying to come to terms with the fact that Max got him. Yeah. Like he's not in control when it comes to her and he's making stupid decisions um, and, you know, probably protecting her more than he should be. Um, you know, now having to possibly protect her from the other nine because, you know, now she knows what he is and right. she knows that they all are, are like that or she assumes that they are because Ryan is also back from the dead. Um, and that's dangerous knowledge to have and that's kind of a, a deal breaker. That's their, their creed. Their code. That, yeah. You know, if anybody finds out about them, they die. So, you know, he's he's still maintaining some amount of control. And why is he in charge? <laughs> I don't know. I've always wondered that. Because I feel like Ryan would be. Ryan seems like he'd be in charge. But yeah, no, it's it's Barons, and I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe he's the biggest beast of them all. I like. I don't it. really know why it's Barons. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he's like the boss. But you know, yeah. I think it's lore that tells her like not even Barons is going to be able to save you from you know what we'll do to you if you ever breathe a word of what we are to anyone. And I think Mac does a pretty good job kind of holding her own with that group. Right. <laughs> so this is something that these books do a lot and I hate it. We get these characters like Lore. And I love Lore. Lore's entertaining. Lore's a dude, bro. You know, we know this guy. But like, you have been alive for how many years and you're still a dude, bro? Like, I don't get it. Like, you're still like, yeah, I like chicks and fucking and ball. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the I agree. Right like, I don't think you would have had the mentality required to. Well, I mean, he can't die. So I guess there's that. But yeah exactly how how could you not evolve beyond that right like and that was a bit like I remember in twilight like that still bugs me whenever i try emmett. to watch movies emmett like what the hell is emmett no <laughs> it's yeah. so it gets comical and I'm, i hate it like should have yeah that's a fair that. that's a fair complaint i mean look like uh, my my husband and I talk talk about this often because you know like we watch Buffy. We're actually doing a rewatch of Buffy right now, and he's he's like you know this Angel. He's like two hundred and fifty years old, and he's gonna fall in love with a a high school girl. Yeah, like, I mean that's what? probably the question, right? <laughs> like, let's just take the inappropriate part out because you know, like now and. We talk about how it's gross when, you know, 25-year-olds are dating 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds. Um, but, like, yeah, that's super gross. What would you possibly have in common or, or want to talk about with somebody who's barely been alive? Know. I don't um, know. But, but it's like, it happens a lot. Like, most of the books we read, the, like, domain, like, the, the female character is, like, you know, early 20s. And yeah, then, you know. I would prefer look like either way the age gap is obviously going to be disgusting because we're talking about vampires or fae that have been alive for but you know that sort of falls in into the same area of you just have to like accept the rules of the fantasy realm like the same rules don't apply right um because we're dealing with stuff that's not real so right 
yes, yes, in reality, it is not appropriate for old dudes to date super young dudes or, you know. Right. So I thought about that, too, like with um, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like if Christian Grey wasn't young and hot, if he was just like a typical old rich man, like, ew, (laughs) that story would be so weird and creepy and we'd hate it. But because he's young, it's like a thing. People are into it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Personally, I would prefer if they made the main characters older. Like, Discovery of Witches is a great example of that. Like, there you have a main character who's an adult. You know, she's in her mid-30s. She's a professor. She's had some life experience. She's, you know, evolved. (laughs) That's, like, one of the main issues I have with this genre is, like, I remember being 21, 22. Like, you don't have much depth of character at that point. Um, And that's not a a slight. You shouldn't. Like, you just haven't had the light. I mean, you know, some 22-year-olds have, for, for better or worse. You know, they've gone through things that have matured them in ways that they shouldn't be yet. Because that's just not... You know, you're supposed to be naive and innocent and, you know, lacking a lot of life experience at that stage of your life. That's that's the way it should be. But they don't always make for the most interesting characters for me. Right. That's just personally speaking. Um, like, you, I, I guess with it depends on the book, of course, like with Mac she has such an evolution planned for her yeah. that I think, you know, her starting out young maybe makes a little bit more sense. And of course, you know, a lot of these books are YA. So, you know, they're assuming that younger girls are going to be reading them. And so they, they want to have main characters that are closer to that age group. So I get it. Problematic. Huh? Oh yeah, (laughs) young girls are reading it and they're gonna have them fall in love with a thousand year old vampire but hey that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean look if they were new vampires it just wouldn't be as interesting new vampires are always a hot mess too like they just want to like attack everyone you know like they haven't figured their shit out yet they're they're kind of like a young 20 year old so (laughs) yeah i always wonder like uh, and you have met vampires like this. They're usually more minor characters in, in some some yeah. books, but you never get like a main character vamp who was made in like the seventies or something like that. But they're still old, but they're not like hundreds of years old. Or I guess yeah. Edward was made in the twenties, right? Right. Um, I think I know what about all the vampires created in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> what are they up to? <laughs> Uh, anyways yeah anyway we digress digress. is back and mac doesn't believe that he's back but then she realized that it is really him yeah and then i thought that was such a you're like oh and then it's like all right oh bye miss lane all those things you're gonna tell him and now like you're mad at him because he's mad at you listen to her talk about it for like three chapters of how much she like miss him and like how important he was to her and how like she's gonna do all these things to bring him back now here he is he's back and she's just like 
oh yeah no you're hurting my feelings peace out like, like ugh. <laughs> so frustrating yeah they are extremely frustrating in this book for sure yeah. and then More yeah so there's a small usual. window where they could just be freaking honest and you know we could finally get our grand hurrah but they don't they walk away from each other and then I do, I, it cracks me up when they go to Derek, Darok's, whatever's um, place. And like Barons is like, they're looking for the stones, but you can tell Barons is like looking for evidence that they fucked. Like, it's just like shredding the bed and like smelling stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that you get it from Mac's perspective and her saying like, you can tell the specific time when he decides that we fucked somewhere else. And that's why he yeah. can't smell me on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny yeah it's kind of nice seeing that like out of control side of barons a harmless out of control side you know yeah yeah and i mean you know before that we get the you know her trying to fake seduce him because she's mad at him and then that really really rubs him the wrong way oh, yeah, that he he's trying to that. use sex against her and and uh, that was the one part where i was like okay like, so he loses control of his beast, kind of, for a moment. Yeah, yeah you see, like, you, she actually sees him transforming into the beast a little bit, which has never happened before. Yeah, so I think, I don't know about that part. That he would suddenly lose Barons it. Barons like and his endless, con endless control is losing that because she fucked somebody else and now she's not going to fuck him. Yeah, I don't that's know. the weird thing. There's this weird thing. And like he, I mean, it, it's very much what's pissing him off. She hasn't fucked him. And he yeah, says she it hasn't like fucked multiple him. times. Yeah. Like he makes it clear that that is what's pissing him off, which I'm like, really? Yeah. That's, that's what's got you down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like she hasn't d made the decision to fuck him since she stopped like being Priya. Priya. Yeah. And that's, he's really been having like a chip on his shoulder about that. Right. Which doesn't, I feel like that doesn't really fit in with this character but i it like doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't i don't know i mean it it kind of does because it it's in the same line as him always saying you know pay attention to what i do and not what i say like yeah. she he wants her to accept him and that is kind of like i think the way he's he's measuring her acceptance as if she and I think doesn't even say it, like, lets her, lets him be her man. Right? I don't know, that sounds weird. <laughs> I think he does say that. I mean, maybe he doesn't say it in this book. But it's kind of like, I don't know, not, not caring, I guess. Not being able to accept him for what he is without kind of having every piece of information that she might want to have about him yeah. because she trusts him. And and they say that in this book too, like she, at some point we're, we're going to have to trust each other. Yeah. Which apparently she does now, but she doesn't because like in her, you know, once she realizes when she thinks he's dead, she like talks quite a bit about like, you know, she did trust him and he was always there and she was an idiot. And then like, now here he is and she's still like playing games. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. I never see, I never really, I don't know. I never really understood why she kind of went back on that. 
just because she was mad at him for being suspicious of her that she got together with with Derek. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that would have made her so mad that she's going to kind of go back on all of the realizations that she had about him and and her feelings for him. I think she feels like he's shutting her out again. And so she just kind of does the same. Which whatever. So we back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we should probably talk about Christian a little. Yeah. Christian is now like transforming into an unseely prince right yeah so mac gets i i think she does she gets thrown through the mirror with barons but baron she looks and it kills barons again so she's like well shit like he's not the unseely king and i'm the concubine now i know that and and so then yeah. she she decides she's gonna explore now on the other side of the mirror to try to find uh to try to find a way out couldn't she just go back the way she came? I can't remember why she decides to Something go deeper. Something is draw, like pulling her there, I think. Yeah, so she goes basically on this long walk through the Unseelie prison, right? Yeah. Um, and she, and comes... she magically knows how to open all the doors. Yeah. Like, she's been here before. She knows how to navigate it. Yeah, and it's so cold that she's, like, freezing over, and she's panicking about that because she thinks she can't breathe, she can't breathe, and she realizes, like, she doesn't really need to breathe. Um, That was kind of cool. Yeah. That whole... uh, I love everything about being in Faye and in the the White Mansion, and Mm -hmm. we go through all of the different um, portals or mirrors or whatever in the last book when she's with Christian. Um... I, I'd like to spend more time in that part of the world. I mean, as much as I love Dublin, I just think that's that's really interesting. That's interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she basically like comes upon Christian and a coffin, and we we see that Christian is like you said, he's turning into one of the unseely princes because of the unseely that Mac fed him. And the, you know, ritual that he had to do with Barons, But we also learned something really interesting. No, we learned that in the last book, that Barons was with Christian. Yeah. Which, that and that's like a book. big assumption, too. Christian assumes that this is happening because Mac fed him on Seely And because he did this ritual with Barons. But, like, does he really have any proof of that? Like, could this have happened regardless? That's true. I mean, it could have happened because he got stuck in Faye. Yeah, and he was probably one of maybe like the most powerful candidate that was in Faye at the time of the the other prince's death. So it just transferred to him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. the timing is a little suspect because it pretty much started happening like immediately after him. she fed it to him. Yeah. So that's pretty powerful evidence. But but you're right. Like it could have just like escalated something that was, was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's right. Mac is going there because she has seen this before and she knows there's a casket there and she knows that she opens that casket and that something when she opens that casket makes her scream. Yeah. So I think that was the motivation of going. But I'm. Yeah, that could be. That sounds right. (laughs) But yeah, she opens the casket and screams. And screams because why? Because it's the concubine. Yeah. Because it's the lady that she 
sees that she remembers from her dreams as a child and that she saw the visions of in the white mansion. So now the only logical explanation is that Mac is the unseelie king and yeah. not the concubine, which is pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> And I love, like, the, in, like, true Mac fashion, she, like, struggles with it, but, like, but I like pretty dresses. Like, I wouldn't like pretty dresses if I were the Yancey King. Or I'd be, like, I'd feel great love for the concubine. She's just a lady. I don't feel much for her. Like, or, yeah, also, or how can I, how can I kill all of these Unseely with no they're my children. remorse or no, yeah. you know, no feeling about that if I right. created them? Yeah, she doesn't feel connected to this idea that she's the unseelie king at all like right but it's pretty it's a pretty logical leap i mean what other explanation is there you're not the concubine you can go through the mirror uh barons can't go through the mirror fiona can't go through the mirror why can i um so yeah so it's i never bought that Maybe it's just because I didn't want to either that she was (laughs) didn't fit into my idea of of you know yeah What's i think it's totally plausible like we already said like we know that the unseelie king has to be split up in multiple bodies like he can't fit in one being so i mean it can't makes sense. he though because he was I mean, just the dreamy eyed guy that was one part of him because he's also mccabe oh, and that's also, right that's yeah. right yep yep so well, we I'm learned that he, he was all sorts of people throughout max yeah, Life. yeah. So we just jumped to the end right there, but that's oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so basically, at the end, we we discovered that he is all these people, and everybody sees him as this different version that they've encountered on yeah. their journey. But yeah, yeah. So so we're with Christian, and there he's like, you know, we got to get her out of here. Um, Mac now knows that she's the concubine so she's going to be able to go through the mirror um so she starts kind of leading them back that way and and she doesn't want to tell christian she does tell him that she's the concubine though she does i think she's like the only he's the only one that she tells that to i don't really know why but maybe it's just she hasn't she's so shocked by it she hasn't been able to like process process it yeah so they get back to the boudoir <laughs> and she just sleep in there which is weird yeah but i mean you know what other option does she have like they've got yeah. to get the concubine out of there because she's dying um so she yeah so she basically while christian's back's turned kind of hurls herself and the concubine through the mirror and she's like, I'll come back for you, I promise. Like, I don't know right. how I'm going to get you out of there, but I'm going to get you out of there. Um, Chris is like, yeah, all right, I'll just chill on this gigantic bed and do whatever in here. Feel, <laughs> feel super horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and keep turning That's into a- an unseelie prince. They talk Great. about that too, like, there's the memories of, like, the love that, like, the unseelie king and the concubine shared. And so there's just, like... Like the air is just an aphrodisiac like in there. So like basically Christian's just left like like blue balls. <laughs> just like hanging out in this room all alone. And he can't like oh, and that's the thing too, like the unseelie prison, they're not allowed to have any kind of pleasure. So like he, he has his heart on all the time, but like can't he can't do anything do about it. Yeah. Which is a weird little 
yeah detail to have (laughs) yeah so another like discovery that we get later that i think is interesting is that you know baron's kind of teases her about being the concubine and calls her like miss concubine or whatever but the whole time he (laughs) knows that the concubine is the queen he does yeah because later he's like he basically just tells her you're not the unseelie king and she looks at him like i thought you thought i was the concubine (laughs) and he's like no because he he knew because he'd seen her before or something i don't remember i just love that like baron's like baron's kind of gives her what he's always demanding from her where he's like even if you are the unseelie king i don't care you're mine like yeah (laughs) exactly it's inconsequential He's yeah. like, but you know, I don't think you are. And she's like, well, what am I? And he's like, I'm not, I don't know yet. Like I haven't, I haven't pieced it together, but I'm sure there's another <laughs> reasonable explanation. Right. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, they do figure out how to get Christian out, which I, I kind of wish we would have gotten that scene. So his yeah. uncles have figured out some way with Vlaine's help. Vlaine has to like resurrect the, what do they call it? Dol- Dolmer? Is that what they called it? The Dolman? Dolman. Yeah. He has to like put that back so that the uncles are able to do some sort of druidy spell to get Christian out. Open the portal back up to get Christian out. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of hear about that second hand from Vlaine. Yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, that got taken care of. No worries. You don't, yeah. you don't have to deal with that one. So, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. That's the way you want to do it. <laughs> And I think another interesting um, scene in this book that we didn't talk about was back when when Mac was still aligned with Derek. They kind of come up against a bunch of the unseelie in the streets, and you're getting this real like West Side Story, right? (laughs) That was such a weird point too. Like I'm like, what am I reading now? Like, what is this book becoming? Because it's just this, like, scene of, like, Mac with the Unseelie, and they're, like, you know, head-to-head, like, they're on, like, you know, the war field, and they're about to go at it. Um, It's just a really, it was, like, a big, like, for me, when I read the book, it felt like a really, like, kind of jolting transition. Like, oh, yeah, okay. A real departure, especially since you're in that moment, because Mac is dark, you know, we're with dark Mac, um, gonna tear the world down she's sort of like appreciating how she is like the unseely yeah how, like she strong. looks at the sealy and and to her they remind her of how she used to be like bright and pink and and now she's dark and strong and um i thought that that was that was kind of an interesting moment interesting and strange you're right yeah um yeah. uh and like we haven't talked that much about Vlaine this this book, but you know, no, big big reveal the queen that he's supposedly been protecting this whole time, and the reason why he couldn't get to Mac when she was being raped by the Unseelie. All of a sudden, we now see that she's been trapped in this coffin for who knows how long, and yeah, Vlaine like has, has been lying. Like yeah, so you know, suspicion on Vlaine. Right. And the fact, like, they, we didn't really make it clear that, like, this is the queen. This is the Seelie queen. 
just nobody realized that she was also the concubine. <laughs> like, yeah. And when did that happen? When was that switch made? Yeah. Because like, I don't know if we've really talked about how the, the Fae like drink from the thing that makes them forget. Yeah. Um, the they don't. cauldron? I don't know. Something. <laughs> sure. Cauldron. I like to, I mean, I don't. I don't know how many listeners we have at this point, but I, I like to imagine they're all screaming. God, don't you guys know anything? We're fans. We probably Look, we we're middle aged and we have bad memories. So We've been drinking from the damn thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is the cauldron. So yes, this is how they switched the queen out um, because um, people don't remember things, <laughs> especially which with is some so time. weird. Like. Is is that that must be like a, a fae mythology and not something that that she has created for this particular world? The I wonder. Getting elixir, like the cup of forgetting or whatever. Yeah. I, no, I, don't know, I, I feel like it seems before. familiar to me. Um, yeah. But yes, how weird. I mean, I guess that's a really interesting way to um, keep it fresh. Kind of make being eternal bearable. Because yeah, I've no. often thought about that, you know, like, what would it really be like to be immortal? I mean, I've, I've usually thought about it more in like a vampire context, but like at some point, you would just be fucking crazy. Yeah, no, and I say that, that it's to keep them from being yeah. crazy. It's just yeah. like, I, I like that. Um, Because yeah, I, I, you know, a bigger issue than what would you possibly have to talk to a 17 year old about if you're a fucking 250 year old vampire, but also just like, what would you have? Like, how would you talk to anyone? <laughs> like, right. What would you possibly have in common? Like I'm 41 and I can barely handle being around people. How could you not feel like that after being alive for so many years, just watching humans continue to make the same stupid mistakes over and over again and, you know, not take care of their world and yeah. politics and all it would just be like, oh my God, like humans, you never evolve. You would just right. feel so separate from them. I, I don't know. I just, I think that's an, a really interesting convention to have this idea where, oh, I'm just going to take a drink of this stuff and it'll be like, I'm brand new again, but yeah. yet still crave your histories. You know, right. they make a big point of it. You know, you take you take the drink and you forget everything, but then you have people that are telling you about. And you lose hints. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, what's the fucking point off. then? Yeah. It's like a game of telephone. It's gonna give you like it gives you like a foot up. Like <laughs> you're starting new, but you know some stuff from the get go. Right. It just seems very uh, like everyone's drinking just when they whenever they feel like they want to. I don't know. I feel like if you're really going to do it, you should just all make the decision to do it together. So like everybody's fresh and nobody has, you know, the upper hand or more information. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So, so yeah. So we, st not that we haven't always suspected that Vlaine may not be on the up and up. Um, right. But and now, you know, real like suspicion is weary. Yeah. So like, why is he lying? You know, and he does his best to say, well, I couldn't let it get out. You know, I've been yeah. looking for her everywhere and I couldn't let people know that she wasn't, you know, that she had disappeared because it would have been chaos and nobody would listen to me. And I was doing the best that I could to kind of hold it all together. Yeah. Um, 
And so then they make a plan because, you know, at the end of the day, where's the fucking Shisa do? You're like, right. That's still the whole point. Yeah, we still need it. And it's and Baron you know, needs it. We find out, right, that why Baron's needs it, too. Well, we yeah. find that out later, I think. Well, so whatever. Baron still wants it. Blaine needs it. They need to put the walls back up. Everybody needs a damn. They need the song of the song of making. Yeah, so now you've got this kind of like, uh, what is it? Like this uneasy alliance between yeah. the She-Sears and the um, Seelie and the Nine. Yeah. And I guess Mac. I guess Max kind of lumped Mac in with the nine in that alliance, but she's sort of her own entity in that too. But they come up with this plan where they're going to trap the book and they're all going to work together to do it. And so they, they try to trap the book and it doesn't work because the book outsmarts them. And then, then we learn that Barron's has a son because Mac figures out how to go underneath the garage by going through the mirror in his study. Why does she want to go in there again? There's something that makes her want to go th- in the... She's Or she's pissed and looking for him or something? I think oh. she is just looking for him. Okay, I think yeah. she realizes that, like, she can... She's got this. Right. She can do this. She's yeah. got her runes. We haven't talked about that. These runes that keep coming out of her, like... Right, her pool. Dark lake that seem to scare people. Yeah, she's got she's got this like spot inside of herself where she can kind of keep herself safe. She can pull out whatever she needs in order to kind of get her through. And it's some like old school stuff too, where people are like, "Where the hell did you learn that? That's been extinct for quite a while." Or that's like the Unseelie King's like you know calling card. So that's where she starts to be like, "Oh shit, I am the Unseelie King." Right. <laughs> And that's also a really hot part of when Baron's first comes back as she's like whips out these red runes and he like sucks them off of her hand. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of hot, (laughs) she's going to go through the mirror. She's going to find Baron's son. He's going to rip out her neck. (laughs) Yeah. She finds this crying boy and she's like, why has he got you down? I don't know why she doesn't make that connection immediately. She's like, seen the board hmm. before. Well, she thinks the roaring. Well, no, because she was at first. She thought the roaring was Baron's. Like and that's where he not. goes. But she heard the roaring when she was with Baron. So obviously, uh, like I don't know. It seems like she, she didn't figure that out. I think she figured. She just thought there was another beast down there. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So she goes to comfort the child, and then he rips her fucking throat <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> and Baron shows up. She's like gurgling on her blood, dying. And she's like, Whoop, this is it. Some kid took me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then she heals. So, like, all of a sudden, now what's going on with that? And we realize that she was given like the immortal elixir or whatever they call it. So now we, now we know that she's going to be immortal. She's going to hurt for a long time. Yeah, so she starts to to heal. And then they do it. Finally. <laughs> they finally do it. Like, consenting do it. No Priya. No. Right. <laughs> they got all their secrets out, and they're going to do it still. Which is good. <laughs> it wasn't but enough, though. She's, like, covered in blood, too, which I was like, oh, I mean, I, I guess Barrett's probably into that. He but says like, it. 
says he's never yeah. minded a little blood. <laughs> yeah, Baron Savage. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like she. She's classy with her sex scenes. She's yeah. not super raunchy, which you know I can appreciate to, up to some point, but. I could have stood for there to be a little more raunchiness. I feel like it it was like really glossed over a little ready for it. She did a really good job. Like it's like there's um like Baron's finally gives Mac an ultimatum. Like either you're gonna pick me and we're gonna fuck and this is gonna go where it's gonna go, or like we're done. I'll I'll take off. I I don't have to be in Dublin. I can go do something else. And like, she's like, it really like lights a fire under her ass. Like, oh shit. Like he could, I could actually lose him. Like he could actually just be like, I don't need you. Um, so I feel like there was like a lot of tension building up to that. Like there's a oh, scene yeah. where like, she like pulls out like her spear or something and he's like leaning into it. And he's just like, just do it. Just kill me. Like, so there's a lot where you're like, okay, finally, 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 finally. <laughs> I know. But what I'm just saying is like, I could have, I could have done with more more <laughs> i can't honestly i can't remember it so yeah there needed to be more because yeah, i don't remember I like just could've, it could have been a little more descriptive <laughs> yeah so that's so funny so because you like you're reading it, you're like i need more descriptions and i'm just like i'm such a little girl i'm like oh she's in his personal space this is so great this is so magical he i want to hear more about his dick and i'm just <laughs> She finally chose him. Yay. <laughs> and I'm good. I feel good about that. Oh, okay. Well, I know. I liked that part too, of course. Because yeah. you're like, oh, nothing's going to come between them now. Now, yeah, this is done. Like this, the, she truly, truly finally has chosen the damn wave. She said that she's chosen it multiple times, but she hasn't chosen it. And now she really is like. She had to choose it with her, her vagina. <laughs> For it to she be real. All in. <laughs> see it's so funny because you mentioned i think in the last book talking about kind of the love triangle triangle between her and barons and blaine i never really saw him as like a a contender a contender yeah Yeah, i mean for sure he was huh the last book was the only time i saw it that way yeah i just in my mind uh, that was just it was either she wasn't gonna choose anyone or she was gonna choose barons like i never thought she was gonna fuck Blaine I never thought she would yeah um I don't know what I thought I mean so I read these books like I said when they were still happening yeah and I remember I was on like the Facebook page and like there was definitely people that like wanted her to be with Blaine so there there were people that thought that way I don't understand those people (laughs) yeah I mean they're the same like team Jacob people I guess that I can understand because Jacob (laughs) Jacob was like he's he has life in him. Yeah, but he was dead. never. Like, yeah, it was always that word. Yeah, but I could see why people were more drawn to Jake. I understood. Sure, sure. It just to me, it's like, well, no, like that's that would never happen. Right, but with this book, like this series, like it, it's always been Mac and Barons. There's never been a question for me personally. Yeah, even Agreed. when Barons was dead. Like, I knew he was, I, I just made quotation marks, like, people can see that. I think I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. You can tell in your voice that there's air quotes. Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, you just knew, like, it was a matter of time. Like, 
they're going to be together. And they're finally together. Yay. And now they're working yeah. together. And they're yeah. going off to do this great plan to catch the she saw do again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So they fail the first time. Uh, but she had, sh- they come out of the mirror and there's. Where they've oh, been fucking for days and days yes. and no one knows where they are. You know, you got to <laughs> take a break for that. Recharge your batteries. <laughs> um, but there's like a stranger in the bookstore. And we learn that it's fucking Mac's mom, who her birth mom, who is alive and and didn't die, and I guess her dad too. Her dad. So like that was, I think I was suspicious of that from the get go. Yeah, I parents certainly was. Uh, but yeah, but then like we realize it's the Shisa do. It's in the bookstore, and it's created this like illusion for for Mac that's trying to give her exactly what she wants, like a family and a, a yeah. life. Cause at this point she thinks, you know, I wasn't born. I I'm the unseely King. And, um, you know, everything that I thought ab- about my human existence is wrong. You know, she yeah. goes from having to contend with the fact that she's adopted to having to contend with the fact that she was never born yeah. at all. Um, and so, you know, now this is giving her, her identity back in, in a way. Um, and right. And I like, I, I do think that was a really interesting like technique because as a reader, like, oh, okay. Like, could this be a happy ending? Like, you know, like, oh, Mac's not the unsuly king. Oh, wow. Mac has her mom and dad. (laughs) But then also you're reading it. You're like, this just doesn't feel right. This isn't right. Like it it feels kind of gross. And then you realize it is an illusion. It's just. And it ends up being Rowena. Yeah. And it's Rowena all along. And she gets possessed by the Shisadu. Yeah. And then the Shisadu explains like that Mac that I actually highlighted this because I was really confused. (laughs) <laughs> but so the Shisadu like implanted a piece of itself inside of Mac's mother's womb and Mac grew around it. Is that? Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. So. But it says on that day before your body could sustain itself separately, before you ever had the chance to do something so stupid and small as become human, I claimed you. I gave birth to you, not Isla, Isla, whatever, which is her mom. So like I, I still have a really hard time understanding how that all worked out. Like the book put part of itself inside of Mac's mom, but Mac is human, but not human. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is really confusing. You're right. Yeah, I think that you know Mac was already in there because she was pregnant with her when she carried the book out. Mac was like a little peanut. Yeah, and then this. The Shinsar, Shisardu, Shisardu uh, put a <laughs> bit of itself <laughs> in the peanut. <laughs> and then the peanut formed around it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So really it's so dumb. They have these things where, like, you can check, like, where you are on, like, your weeks. And they'll be like, your baby's a peanut. Your baby's a watermelon. Your yeah. baby's a... I don't so know I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not a mom. But I've heard of I've heard of this. It's a thing. Like, it's very common, right? Like, we know that. So, yeah, I'm just imagining, like, the, the she saw you. a book. <laughs> yeah. Your baby's a book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's... Uh, it's convoluted for sure, but right. we get the explanation 
because the unseelie king made the shisa do and so because part of the shisa do is inside of mac then that's why the mirror is recognizing her as the unseelie king and that's why she has some of those memories because there's a part of her that's a part of the unseelie king yeah so in a way she is his child and so is the shisa do right the shisa do is like his book child and Mac is like, yeah. Um, it's weird. Which is, it is weird, but I'm satisfied by that. I don't know. I think that's, I didn't see it coming. No, yeah, that's true. She's a book human. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> it's not a, an answer that comes with more questions, certainly, because, like, what can she do? What's she capable of? Is she good? Is she bad? How well, much control does she have over her? a lot of time on how there's not much difference between good and bad <laughs> right well it's the actions that you take or whatever right yeah <laughs> i think that's another baron's quote say okay baron like, it's not <laughs> evil there's no such thing as evil or you like choose that it's all about the yeah. choices that you make well Ryden doesn't believe that though because Ryden says something about like you can be evil that believes you're good and that's super problematic yeah. Ryden's got the hot takes for sure. Yeah, Ryden, Ryden is a, he's a, puts the pieces of the puzzles together. He can really, uh, you know, he can be objective about this situation in a way that has eluded Barons because. Well, because Barons wants it. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he is, he is really realized in this book that he has lost control of the situation, like I said. So yeah. I think, you know, Riot and maybe can be a little bit more objective about this situation um, because yeah. he doesn't love Mac. And now Barons has to contend with the fact that he's going to save her. Whether or not he should, he's going to save her. Yeah, um, she's his, and they're going to figure this out. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Right? <laughs> I don't love that. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, but okay, yes. yeah. So we we know that Barons wants the book because he wants to put his poor son to rest. Yeah, he because... wants the the spell of the unmaking or the song of the unmaking. Yeah, or because his son was tortured repeatedly and killed and killed and killed and killed, and so he is not sane. No, he made him sane. crazy. He's yeah. He hasn't and even seen him as a human boy in, in, what did he say, like thousands of years? Thousands of years. Like, Max seeing him was one of the first times in a very long time. So, um, Barons really wants to give his son relief. And Mac wants to do that for him and figure it out for him. So, But now we have to transfer the book somewhere, right? Yeah. Because... Mac, Mac over, she, uh, she, she tricks the book. Yeah, she gets the the, those red runes and she puts the runes on the book to kind of seal it or make it go dormant. Yep. And then they can kind of pick up with the plan that they had fashioned where, uh, Drewston? Is that how to Drewston say his name? Drewston and Dagus and I Dagus. don't know. He's the one that's carrying the book. Dagus is the possessed one. Yeah. So they think that it needs to be Dagus because the prophecy said something about someone that has others inside of them or someone that's not what he seems to be or something like that. Yeah. And And we don't learn about that in this book because it's in one of her Highlander books before, but... And that God, that I can barely remember stuff about a book I just finished a week ago. 
that book I read years ago, but yeah, there was something where he got like possessed by the spirit of like seven different druids or something like yeah. that. I think it was like 13. They're okay. like ancient. Yeah. I liked his story. His story is yeah, one of my his, favorite. It, yeah, me too. I don't remember it, but I liked it. <laughs> oh, and we, meet, we also get to meet another character, Adam. Adam Black? Yeah. Yeah, he's, which is a big... He's randomly in Chester's because he's the queen's there. Favorite. Say that again. He's a huge favorite in the Highlanders world. Oh, yeah. He, that one was one of my other favorite books. I liked that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's like a, a fae. His his story in the Highlander series was that he was a fae who fell in love with a mortal. Kind of like the <laughs> Unseelie King and the Concubine. Yeah, except he decided he wanted to become mortal to be able to live with her. a life with her instead of trying to make her into a fae. Um, yeah. So yeah, so he was granted his mortality essentially by the queen so that they could have their happily ever after. Which, so one of the rev- the review that I had that I was looking at, um, someone's complaining like that the author does all the things that you shouldn't do. And one of them is plug in your other book series in this series. Oh, I love that. I, yeah, Why? and I'm like, that doesn't bother me. But she, like the the person that, that wrote the review, like interpreted that as like kind of milking it, you know, and like getting no. people to go read your other books. Basically like- oh. Oh, Making an advertisement for your other series in she this series. She doesn't say anything about it being... No, and I didn't get that at all. Oh, and I'm like, I guess I could see how you would see that. But, like, as a fan, I was just stoked that, yeah, like... Yeah, me too. So I'm like, go over. back. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. They do that in shows, too. Like, there'll be, like, this crossover in, like, shows. And you're like, oh, this is amazing, you know? So I was... I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I understand it. I can see it. But it's not how it feels as a fan reading it. Yeah, I don't feel manipulated by that. I don't at all. Um, and like no. I said, she never really, like, you wouldn't even know that that was from her other book. Unless you, like, were interested yeah. and went to do some unless research into you're, it. Like, and a fan. Yeah. And so if you're a fan, like. And also, if you're already reading and you like it, like, wouldn't you want to read more than wouldn't you be greater <laughs> but she gave you a hint there's some more awesomeness out there like yeah. i would <laughs> for sure but anyways yeah so the you get that little kind of cameo from him he's paying paying the queen a visit begrudgingly doesn't want to get involved in any of this shit he just is right. gonna like he's done with this yeah wants to go back to his life but he locks eyes with mac and thinks mm, what's up with that one she's Something going on with her. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just Yeah. So anyway, that was a moment. Yeah, I liked that. That moment. doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so they get to the abbey. They're gonna they're gonna reinterpret the book. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna you know put it to rights, and the she seers are gonna take over again as as keeping the watchers of the book and keeping it locked up and safe. Um. Oh, and Rowena's dead. And Rowena's dead. We should probably share that fact. Well, we did. <laughs> well, I she said, got possessed by the she yeah, said, but we didn't say she's dead. Well, I said Max stabbed her. Max stabbed oh, her. Did? Oh, my God. I'm not listening. I'm a terrible How listener. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did make it to book five. So. <laughs> yeah. What was the intended end of the series anyways? Um, yeah. So, so we're back at the Abbey. 
We've got, you know, everyone representing she Sears. Which is so fun. That's so yeah, rewarding as it like is. A, a reader and a fan, like to have everyone come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real like climax, right? Um, it had a real, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the series did kind of wrap it up because that had, that, that scene had a real finale kind of finale. flavor to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so then all of a sudden, here comes Blaine. Gonna help out, right? Yeah, just he, he can't together. let it go because he has to, he needs that book. He needs it for his queen and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we, we get another big discovery. Blaine is not Blaine. <laughs> I don't know how to say Blaine's name. Crooch. Cruz. El Cruz. Yeah, i Cruz. <laughs> so he's Cruce. <laughs> oh, Cruce. <laughs> Which... And that even surprises Barons. Yeah, Barons is even like, what? <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of the like, I feel like the way that they presented his character is he was like the unloved, overlooked son of the Unseelie King. Like, the Unseelie King loved him, and he was, like, one of his, like, most beautiful creations, right? But then Flane wanted more. Cruz wanted more. Um, And the Unseelie King's like, no, we're good. And so he's kind of had his own obsession with getting more power and being able to create. And he's also the one that created many, many wonderful things for the Unseelie King. And, like, I think I said this before, I always kind of saw him as, like, a mad scientist. Cruz or the Unseelie King? Actually, both of them. <laughs> I say it. But yeah, so then, yeah, he's got the book and he's trying to get all of the knowledge of the Unseelie King. Yeah, he's reading book. it. He's reading it. And Max like, fuck. And then all of a sudden we meet the dream or we'd meet. We've already met him. But here comes dreamy the dreamy eyed boy. Boy? Yeah. Gotta be. Um, and that's when, you know, we already talked about this earlier. That's when we realized that he is one part of the Unseelie King and we kind of get the discovery that you know he's been all of these other people that yeah he's been people that she's interacted with her whole life and like other she, people too like yeah, the she doesn't recognize like, him as somebody else I don't even remember like someone recognizes him as like the guy selling um papers in Dublin yeah Barons recognizes him as McCabe uh Mac, I don't know if Mac's parents or it's just Mac recognizes it, sees his, her uh, gym teacher. Yeah. So it's like idea that he's been there all along. Yeah. He's also like the guy that was like worked at the Claren house where she first checked in when she came to Dublin. Just everything. And dreamy ad guy. Yeah. And then he like whisks them away into a bubble. Yeah, he's like super unconcerned. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, what up? That's my concubine. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, kids. Let's go have a talk. We're going to go to another land and there's funny moons and let's go hang out. And yeah, which I always have a really hard time um, when we like kind of spend time with the Unseelie King because there is this like, it's not human and like time is like not time and it's like very fluid and like, I don't know how to follow it sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that scene was kind of complicated and 
so basically like he i mean you know he's like a god he's like all knowing and it's all gonna turn out the way that it's supposed to and just really like not troubled by Cruz reading all of the the book no he's got it yeah (laughs) certainly Cruz is like whatever you fucking dumb old dude yeah he's like i'm the new you dad (laughs) yeah you're not gonna be able to stop me um but then he does he just fucking turns him into this is it ice ice statue yeah well he takes them to this that planet or whatever and they have a conversation about stars and shit and then yeah they come back and like he turns cruz into like an ice cube yeah because so now cruz has is the book. yeah and so and mac was like aren't you gonna stop him and he's like no because he wanted cruz to get the book so the book no longer existed so now the book is inside of cruz and cruz is frozen yeah and then he's just like peace out I'm leaving yeah. with the concubine. I got my concubine. And the sheepskins are like, what? I don't want to right. deal with this. I don't want this thing down here. They're like, well, you were gonna, you were gonna watch the book anyway. You watch the book. Same thing. But now the book is like naked and with wings and sexy, so they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I gotta say, it seems a lot more unstable. Yeah. Seems like a bad plan, but the unseelie king also just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah. What I don't understand is if he's kind of all-knowing, like, how did he not know that his concubine was, like, playing Seelie Queen for all this time? Like, yeah. that was a big old plot hole for me. Like, it just me didn't too. make sense. Especially, it would be one thing if, like, he wasn't around. Like, yeah. But, like, like, if, if he they make a big point of him being like, I've been here he and around. here and I'm everywhere, but we're, yeah. Although, how long has the Unseelie Queen been? The I don't know. The Queen? The, yeah. Like, a long, 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 long time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, maybe he was gone. Because she... How long was she imprisoned for? Also a long time. I don't know. So, like, maybe he had was gone. Maybe he wasn't around while she was the queen. And then he, like, came back. But she was imprisoned. So he didn't know. I don't know. Why didn't he never... Why did he never go back to the White Mansion? He just had to go to his boudoir. He would have known she was there. Like, they're connected like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He would have felt her pool the same way that, you know, Mac did. Yeah. But I think it's what you said. Like, he just kind of doesn't give a shit. Like, he's just like, well, you know, time is meaningless. We'll be together. We are together because time is meaningless. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, we got an ice cube. Yeah, got a Everyone. hot naked ice cube. Mac and Barons have fucked and are together. That's great. Oh, uh, one thing we didn't talk about. We learn the other big question of the series. We learn the answer to who killed Alina. Oh, yeah, that's a big, big deal. <laughs> it was Danny. So sad. But like, she didn't like, and Barons and Mac talk about this. Yeah, so of course, like, like they have the, she has she the left. discovery because she she meets the Fay who killed. The, I mean, the, you know, Danny didn't Danny didn't kill Alina directly. She killed her indirectly by kind of serving her up to this cast of Unseely. Unseely, right. yeah, Unseely, which she was told to by Rowena. So I mean, yeah, she was manipulated into it. But the moment of discovery yeah. that Mac has because she 
she meets those unseely and they're like, oh, you brought us another snack. Yeah. I've got an ant crawling on me. So it was like a huge betrayal because, you know. Yeah. So she was going to kill her. Was she though? I never believed that for a second. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't think she knew what she was going to do in that moment. Well, luckily, Barons comes in and gives her perspective. But I did, there was a really interesting part, and this is before Mac and Barons have admitted their feelings. Like, he misunderstands her, Mac, and he thinks that Mac asked him to kill Danny. And he's, like, really reluctant, but he's like, yeah, I would do it for you. And I feel like that was a huge moment because that was Barons willing to do something where there was no reward for him. There was nothing that he was going to get out of killing Danny. He was simply doing it because Mac couldn't do it and Mac needed her dead. So like, I thought that was like, that was like, to me, that was when you knew Barons loved Mac. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so sad. Like, yeah, I'm going to kill a young girl for you. Ooh. Sweet talker. (laughs) How hot. (laughs) (laughs) Whisper those sweet nothings. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Danny kind of fucks off after that. She's She's like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, pull my sword out and, and fight you, Mac. And she kind of super mega speeds, whatever they call it, out of there. And then you don't yeah. see her again. That's and, kind of her exit from the book. Right. So it's like, like, Danny's thought process is that if it happens, she'll end up killing Mac because she's faster than Mac. She's more able than Mac. And I'm like, that's an interesting way to look at that. Yeah, I mean, it's it could be true. Yeah, it could because be. Because Danny is a survivalist. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think she's, it, it would be, much like Alina's death, it would be something she would have to live with. But she is, I think, like, less emotional and more practical about a lot of things than Mac. Right. So I, I think she would have less hesitancy in yeah. that fight than Mac would. Um. But yeah, and she's not going to do it. I mean, her hesitancy is she just fucking pieces pieces out. Yeah. So that, you know, if this were the last book, like what a what a spot to leave Danny in. <laughs> right? That's I should put showing a lot of care that for that character. Right, and it's like you've spent this time like investing in her and having her be a pivotal role and then like you're just just let her go? Like that's it? So is this a good time to to uh, read your review? Yeah. Sadly, I did cut off the name of the reviewer. Ah. So the one that I grabbed, I had the kind of bad review. Um, and it was Penny on Goodreads. It's from April 5th, 2011. Uh, she gave it two stars and she's like, it was okay-ish. Not trying to be all judgy, but I'm slightly disturbed that no one besides me seems to have issues with this book. And I do, like, I did notice that, like, when this came out, everyone was just like, hurrah, you know, like, I didn't hear a lot of negative reviews, so. And I actually couldn't find many, so. She is correct in saying that, but, um, I mean, hello, it is chock full of every heinous sin committed by authors today. (laughs) Super rapey, emotionally constipated, sometimes violent love interests, check. Plot holes, check. Plot devices, check. No resolution to certain important things, even though this is the last book in the series. Might be why she wrote more. Uh, check. <laughs> Set up for another spin-off series, check. 
I don't I don't know if I saw that. We can discuss. And then way too long. Check. It needs to be said. So much of this book could have been deleted. Cough. The majority of the first half of this book, as it has nothing to do with the last half of this book. I don't know. She says three words. Do do sex machina. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Three words. I don't know. Maybe it's a reference to something we're not. It's a reference to, to something. Like I know that there's like a comic series, but I think it's actually like it's a term that means something. And I probably should Google it. Ah, probably worth a Google. Deus ex machina is a plot device where a seemingly unresolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. It is Latin for God out of the machine and was first coined by Aristotle to describe the god character coming in to resolve the plot in Greek tragedies. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. But check, check, check. Disturbing prelude to sex. Check. Inappropriate and or ridiculous conversations during sex. Check. Mm. Total ruination of much like characters for no apparent reason whatsoever. Cough, Christian. Cough, Danny. Cough, check pouring out another series by unnecessarily shoehorning in every major character from that other series. Check. Dear Moaning, you did your best trying to sell your Highlander series, but guess what? I'm still not going to read your Highlander series. Yeah, trashy romances don't do it for me. By the way, really disappointed that you turned this series into a trashy romance. Hmm. That's it. I mean, she didn't turn it into a trashy romance fast enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's my biggest critique. Right, and I still don't feel like this became a romance. Like, I still feel like this is urban fantasy more than a romance. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, what defines that genre? Like, if if it has any sex in it at all, does it automatically become yeah. a romance? I don't, know. I don't know. And, like, what's trashy? Like, because I don't find yeah, that Highlander Just because there's sex in romance. them? Well, she hasn't read them yet, so she doesn't know. That's the thing, too. Like, she's got a lot of opinions about something she hasn't read. Um, and then also, I don't know how she even realized that that was from the Highlander series. Like we we spoke to already. Like I don't know. Yeah, she probably read figured. it in another review or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, she brings up valid points. The super rapey. We've talked about that. That's true. But like, yeah. if you're in book five and you're still feeling that way, why are you still reading? Because like, obviously, this is the way that the characters are going to be portrayed. Obviously, the love interests are going to be a little rapey. It's been like that from the get go. You know that that's the style that this book is in. So like, I don't, I don't feel like you can have that criticism this late in the game. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe she's just one of those people that like she started it and she has to finish it, whether she likes it or not. Um, But you know, that's dumb. No offense to her. Like, if you don't like it, that's totally valid. And I can certainly understand why people don't like these books. Um, yeah. But, you know, don't stop reading them. Exactly. Like, there, mm-hmm. are so, there are so many books out there that I never waste my time reading ones I don't like. Oh, no yeah. Point. I don't. If I read the first one and, like, there's clearly things that I don't like or that it's just not my style, then I'll finish it. Like, yeah. I, Or I'll it. quit yeah. in the middle sometimes. I have a hard time with that, but <laughs> I can't I, yeah, walk I have, away from the series. Yeah, I usually will will tough it out in case it gets better. Yeah. Um, I need to look up the do sex machina. I know what this is, and I'm just being having a brain fart. Um, but and then I do. I agree. Like, 
you spent all this time developing Christian and Danny. And then it was just like, peace. You're not going to be part of the grand hurrah in the end. You know, I feel less that way about Christian because I honestly, I don't feel like she spent that much time with him. Not as much as with Danny. He was just hanging out in the boudoir for most of the book. Yeah. Like really he hasn't been in the books that much. He's gotten like very small scenes. You don't really learn anything about him. Right. But I mean, I do like, I can see like, why take the time to have him go through this transformation if you're not going to do something with it? Like what's the point of him becoming an unseelie prince? Right. Well, and there's, yeah, there's another character that has a similar evolution that we haven't gotten to yet. There is. Yeah. (laughs) Where we don't know how things are going to turn out for him in the last book. Oh, it's like in the future. We still don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying she does it again. Yeah. So that's, that yeah, that's valid. That's thing. valid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Inappropriate and ridiculous conversations during sex. I don't remember the conversations. <laughs> Seem fine I to me. I think so. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I had no problems, no highlights. And I no super like, like, get funky with it. Like, <laughs> go darker. I'm into go it. Darker. How do you not like Amelia Hutchins? Because she's too raunchy. And it's dark. Yeah. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. I don't know. I definitely have to skim over some of hers, but I mean I like I like her. Maybe with her my my issue is that it's like right off the bat. Oh yeah, there's no warming up. Um and like her fans love that. I shouldn't say her. I mean I'm a fan. Yeah. But yeah, it's like sometimes it is a little bit like wow all right i guess that's what kind of book this is (laughs) nothing wrong with that yeah just like like you were saying like this is our porn like i like to be you know like ease me yeah fluff me up i like to there to be some kind of character building between the two and then they come together and then yeah get raunchy yeah, that is interesting. That's not her style. Her style is raunchy. Yeah. And then character development. And then more raunch. And then a little bit of love. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, like, I think yeah, sometimes I would be in the mood for that. Yeah. I no, just, it's definitely, like, a mood. Like, I'm like, I need an Amelia Hutchins book right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, like, part of the turn-on for me with those scenes is that you're already like connected to the characters at that point and so it makes it feel more like emotional (laughs) like i'm more emotionally invested when they're just fucking like the first time they meet it's like eh, it's still hot yeah but it's just like i'm not like connected to it in the same way oh i love a good slow burn i'm fucking someone when you're not in love with them i guess versus waiting until you are we're like love fuck girls yeah. we're not just fuck girls. exactly uh, once you're in love with them you can get as dirty as you want yeah. but you have to be in love first that's what i'm saying <laughs> except i don't like it when they see i disagree with the talk like sex talk because they don't talk like while they're fucking because no, i don't I'm- like that either I'm like, yeah. just tell me, like, show me. Yeah, there's no, there's no talking while they're yeah. fucking. So I'm not sure, like, if there I don't was like, like when they're like saying gross stuff to each other. 
which I don't think she does that in this book. Oh my god! So I we're to- I'm totally digressing here. You had asked me about a book, and to the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the book now. But I just remembered that you asked about it, and I was like, it was okay. I was really turned off by the end because they finally have sex, and there's a lot of peanut butter involved. And that- <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. To all this day, I'm just like, I don't want to read another section butter? like that. So oh, like, no. there's there was talking and there was peanut butter, oh, and no. like, why peanut butter? Why like peanut butter sits in your belly and like? I hope it's not chunky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it was a weird bug. Problem. It was um. I mean, I was entertained, and then at the end, I'm like, what? Well, now peanut I'm like, what is this? I totally don't remember. That's yeah. funny. Um, okay, so I'll read my review. It is also from Goodreads um, by Anzu the Great Destroyer. Gave oh. it five stars. Uh, the first time I read Shadow Fever, I thought it was the end of the series. I was I was expecting a shitload of answers and a decent conclusion to the series. Then something awesome and terrifying happened. Karen Marie Moaning announced two more books. Two books! Two. Just wait. Um, I mean, what? My world just fell off its, its axis. I'm so happy, and yet I'm so scared. What if they are worse than the other Fever books? What if Mac and Baron's romance gets shitty? What if the story goes to hell? So many what ifs. Too many. I'm anxious, anxiously awaiting and biting my nails um, while at it. And then do 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 back to Shadow Fever. It's been a while since I stressed myself out as much as I did with this book. I had so many questions, so many theories, and they went to hell in a handcart with every chapter. Mary <laughs> Moaning shamelessly played with my mind all along, and I could not beat her until, say, 75% along the way. Very frustrating, but in the best way. At least I was entertained, and shame on me, I forgot most of the stuff that happened, so we're not alone. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, when I was reading Shadow Fever for the second time, um... I couldn't remember much except for Mac and Baron's hot scenes. Oh, brain, you have such a way of selecting relevant information. I feel like this person would be a fan of our podcast. I feel like I know this person. Can't remember yeah. something you just read but still want to talk about it? Join yeah. us. <laughs> yes. Um, I love how the story evolved. Now that the future two fever books are set in stone, I'm not so bothered by the ending anymore. At least I, I'm hoping that my questions will be answered. Hmm. Not really. Mac was great, even though she became a bit too suicidal for my tastes. Yes, I do see her fuck you, I'm badass attitude as suicidal. She had a death wish, that's for sure. Barron's was an ass 80% of the time and pissed me off constantly. He did make up for it in the end, kind of. I used to have more positive feelings for him. The second time I went through the series, they significantly decreased, but I still admire the son of a bitch. Vlaine. Ha ha, Vlaine. How to put it nicely. I fucking told you so. Did you listen? Of course you didn't. The dreamy-eyed guy was one of my favorites. I had a suspicion that he was part of the Unseelie King, but I wasn't expecting him to be so, what's the word? Pleasant. I'm curious to see if he'll appear in the future books. I sure hope so. Christian was also great. I hope he ends up hooking up with Danny. I really see this happening, but first, let Danny get a bit older. It's kind of disturbing right now when she's so young. God, wait till she reads the next book. <laughs> Rowena got what she deserved. Ryan was weird. 
Ryan is not weird. I thought we were connecting. We're not connecting anymore. I knew she'd lose you there. The Great Destroyer. What what was the name? <laughs> uh, what is her name? Um, Anzu, the Great Destroyer. Anzu, um, I, re- I'm, I feel like we we have a you know connection, but you just lost me big time. <laughs> yeah. And then she also just adds, oh, and I also loved Kruk or Vruk, however you say it. Kruk. And that's about it. Did I mention I'm scared shitless about the upcoming Fever books? <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. She says that there's two more books, and I actually think that is accurate until she tags on the last, the eleventh book, because technically three of the books are about Danny. Danny. Yes, I saw that when I started the next book. It calls it the first book in the Danny O'Malley trilogy. Yeah, so it technically is different. Yeah, but yeah. we're still counting it as part of. Mac and Barons are still in there. Yeah. 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 It's in the fever world. So um, I did just, yeah, like all, everything she said makes sense. They said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, I you mean, lost me with Ryden. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, no. I love Ryden. I mean, I also love Ryden, but not as much as you do. I don't know why I always, I never liked the main characters. Like well, they become like characters. Barons. I mean, I love Barons, but like, I'm always like, oh, tell me more about Raiden. And like the, um, that other series that we like, yeah, I'm all Lars. about Lars. Yeah. Lars. I love that you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about it a lot, which is why we started this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, give me Lars. I don't, this, this Eli guy, he's whatever. And this, so I did like the Vikings about series. Stacey Marie Adams, um, oh, thank you. Darkness series. Yeah. Darkness Lars and Lightness. Lars. Give me Lars. And Lars is actually a similar character. Very controlled, very methodical, kind of runs the show. You know, I guess I got a thing. You like businessmen. (laughs) But I don't. You know my husband. (laughs) Well, yeah, in your fantasy life. In my fantasy life. I can't really imagine Jason in a suit. Oh, God, no, never. My fantasy life. I'm very cultured, and I... um, I have a businessman. Well, also, husband. there's King. You lo- You really liked King. I loved King. And yeah. is, King is more Barons-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll probably read that series by um, Mimi G. Is that a Mimi? That's a Mimi yeah. one, huh? So yeah. many out there. I, I know. Remember. I'm so excited. You guys, what are we going to read next? I mean, you know, we're like not even halfway through We this still have series. six more books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. No, but hey, we didn't mention... Um, Mac lies to Barons and says oh, that right. he's gotten the spell to help his son, but she did not. No, she couldn't because she realized that she couldn't open the book, essentially. Yeah. Like, if she were but, to try to go in there, it, even for one spell, she'd lose herself entirely. Right. But it all works out because Barons realizes that she's lying and it, it endears him to her more. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's like the show me, don't tell me. For him. Like, she cares enough to lie because she's scared that if she tells him the truth that he'll leave or he'll hate her. It'll hurt him, yeah. Yeah, and so the fact that... But it's okay because Kravuk comes in, our favorite. Yeah. Happy fly night sky. And Kravuk's the kid and everything as well. (laughs) Yeah, I... I don't... Like, I don't know how Mac had that idea. And this would be an example of deus ex machina i don't either i mean she's got random unsealing knowledge floating around in that head 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it was just like worth a try. She yeah. thought. But yeah. I mean, so... at some point someone tells her that the hunters, when they kill, it's beyond just typical yeah, death. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your soul's destroyed. Like you're gone. Um, yeah. So now we know like something can kill the nine. Yeah. And like, which is kind of saves Max ass and comforted. (laughs) Yeah, no, and it saves it saves her because then they're like, oh, okay, Mac is the key to us having an end if we need it. So yeah, we won't kill Mac right now. Yeah, right now we'll we'll be okay (laughs) with her. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that kind of, and then we've got the problematic. We talk about all this problematic stuff going on. The most problematic thing for me is that at the end of this, Barons is barbecuing. <laughs> right. I know. We've spent all of this time establishing that he's not human. We've used it to defend many of his actions. And then at the end, he's just like, let's have your parents over and have a nice barbecue on the balcony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he no is, she does make a point of saying that he's like, has a look on his face while he's doing it. Right, like, why am I doing that? Yeah, kind of questioning himself. Um, But yeah, I said, no. He wouldn't be barbecuing. He probably wouldn't even be in attendance for that. He doesn't even eat cooked things, so... Well, we don't know what he eats, because it's none of our fucking business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yes, Pretty one much. can only assume. I mean, we know he, what he was eating in beast form. Yeah. The heart. She was saying. And we that, do. Like, we find out, we're going to find out a little more about the nine and their like dietary restrictions in Iced. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't feel remember. Like there's a thing between um, Danny and Raiden when they're talking about what Raiden eats. Oh, okay. I, I haven't read it yet because I'm. it's taking me forever to get into that book. And I got sidetracked with the other book. <laughs> What other book was it? You might as well give them a plug. Guild? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I don't remember. I think Raven Kennedy maybe oh, is yeah, the author. Oh, yeah, familiar. Um, so, yeah, I read that first one. Just completely demolished it. Immediately read the second one. And I'm so happy it went exactly where I was hoping it would go. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and still gave me a little bit of a surprise. That's really good. Okay. Very, very, very happy. And uh, the third one comes out, I think, at the end of this month. So I need to get caught up on Iced so I can slide that one in. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so you know that's that's what we're reading next, book six or book one of the Danny O'Malley trilogy, Ice. Right. Which I was so not excited when I heard about this because, like I mentioned before, I don't love Danny's voice. Yeah, and I don't really want to read a book from the perspective of four, a fourteen-year-old. So. Well, and you know, even though we got kind of a, an ending for Mac and Barons, I think there's there's obviously going to be some like it's a bit deflating to start reading another fever book and you're like well, where where are where they, they go? <laughs> like, right i think they do i don't do they make an appearance in that one at all i don't even remember i'm not that far I into it yet that one they're kind of mia yeah well Danny is hiding from fucking. Her, <laughs> yeah right yeah. even though yeah, like, even though we know that that mac has has decided that she forgives danny because yeah. she kind of came to Danny that conclusion that. at the end of Shadow Fever. Yeah, Danny doesn't know that because the last time she saw her, Mac drew the spear and was like, it's fucking on, you know? So, so yeah, they still have to have their kind of coming together and hashing that out. Um, yeah. yeah, so anyways, that that's Shadow Fever, book five. 
the original that, end of the fever series yeah i mean you know for better or worse there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that don't like iced <laughs> i think that um that might be the least favorite book in the fever canon uh there is a we'll figure it out as we go but i know i didn't love one of the ones that it was actually mac and barons yeah it may have been like high voltage it felt like lots of filler yeah but yeah we'll get there when Look, we get yeah, there there's there were a, a couple that were hard to get through for me so hopefully yeah. they hopefully i can find something else to love about them this read through i think i've officially gotten to the it's only my second read through of the rest of these me too me too i think i've maybe iced i read i've read twice already this is my third time but um beyond that i don't think i ever everything else i've only read once so yeah all right guys well um if you want to hear more we are on all the all the things stitcher and google podcasts and spotify and hopefully by the time this episode airs i'll have sorted out the apple podcasts um snafu you guys apple podcasts it's really hard to submit brand new podcasts (laughs) i'm having a hard time guys i'm not computer savvy it's really been weighing me down this week uh but anyways please uh like and subscribe and review and um we are on instagram sexy scary book and we have a gmail sexy scary book club at gmail.com so please feel free to email us with suggestions um you know pretty soon we're gonna be figuring out what we're doing for season two uh i think we kind of know already what we want to do but if you guys have an opinion or an idea please send it our way um I think season two might be a couple different series because we're not going to read another 11 book series. So That's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure that out if we want to do like a set number of, of episodes a season. I was thinking 12 might be a good number. And at the end of Fever, we could do, you know, like a wrap up episode for episode 12 and kind of just like talk about whatever else we feel like we've left out and maybe also do the fun thing of like, who would you cast? Yeah. We're always <laughs> I don't different. Know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> but Hey, we both agreed on a person today, not for a specific role, but we both find him attractive. So that's good. <laughs> Hooray. Yes. That never happens. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's foreign. So, you know, yeah. Does he Brazilian. speak English in the show you're watching? He speaks English in Tidelands. He does not speak English in Invisible. Okay, well, I just wondered if he could. Because, you know, if we're going <laughs> to cast him, we're going to cast him in the role. Most people can speak English. I think we're the losers that only speak yes, English. Yes, that's true, but not everybody. Because, like, okay, so like, I'm really obsessed with that Grand Hotel show. Yeah. <laughs> I think you remember. That, like, overtook my entire life when I discovered it on Netflix. But anyways, the main actor in that does not speak English. I've oh. read interviews. He's working on well, it. You can't cast him as Barons. No, then. not that guy. He's from High oh. Seas. This is um, oh. what's his name? I already forget. No, I watch a lot of the TV shows from Spain. <laughs> they started okay. putting them on Netflix, and they're addictive. So there's like I Grand Hotel. There's this show called Velvet, and I then High that. Seas. I love them all. 
Huh. I keep getting um, recommended things from Brazil. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to pick up Portuguese here any second. <laughs> That's the, that how way. I felt about Spanish because of all the shows I was watching and I have not. Yeah. <laughs> I should have taken that instead of French. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But thank you guys yeah. for joining us um, and we will see you again next time for Iced. Iced. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>